This is M.I.P. With Masamela Mafuma. Mark Thompson. Get woke. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Ladies and gentlemen, this is it. This is it. Final weekend before the midterms. Will it be an historic one? We need it to be. Uh, we need it not to go the way midterms normally go. Here to assure us with his wisdom and, and prognostication that he will not Uh-oh. have. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, is our friend. We've been doing this together for a minute. Um, and, uh, of course, he's the founder of the largest online progressive community. Uh, dailycoast.com, uh, which is fired up as always and giving a lot of great information. Civics with a Q, uh, the brief podcast. Marcos Melitzis. Hey, buddy. What'd it look like? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's, it's coming down to the wire. So from the start, just let me say dailycoast.com slash GOTV. Get out the vote. Dailycoast.com slash GOTV. We have partnered with some of the greatest organizations all across the country. So you can pick what state you want to work in, if you want to do phone calls, if you want to knock on doors, if you want to do election protection, if you want to uh, get people ride to the polls. I mean, whatever you want, it's, it's there. So, so everybody has to, has to do something for GOTV. So dailycoast.com slash GOTV. That sounds for get out the vote. Or call people. You know people. Let them know how important it is to vote. And, and just that may be the single greatest thing you can do for GOTV is find 10 people that maybe we're not going to vote and make sure that the vote, they vote. But we all can't be sitting around looking at polls, taking this weekend off, taking it easy. This is not that weekend. This is it. Yeah, this is, this is it. Any, anything that stands out to you as we go into the weekend that you know either concerns you or encourages you? Um, I, I will just say that, that the media coverage of this election may be the worst mm -hmm. coverage I have seen ever. Uh, and that includes Hillary Clinton's emails. It is bordering on journalistic malpractice. Mm -hmm. There's a narrative that Democrats are going to lose and nothing will shake them from that narrative. And Mark, you may have seen that New York Times, uh, poll, um, story. They polled four battleground um, House districts. And in three of them, the Democrats were ahead. One of them significantly. The other one was tied. And these are the battleground, battleground um, districts. The headline said, New York Times, Siena polls of four battleground districts show that 
Democrats are headed towards historic losses as they face uphill challenges from the economy, inflation, et cetera, et cetera. They wrote that story. The polls came back, completely invalidated the premise of that story, and they didn't care. They just wrote the story that they wanted. Four we, you know, three, four days later, they, they pulled four Senate races, four battleground Senate races. Democrats ahead in every single one of them. In one of them, the uh, they had Warnock up six, I believe, and they said that that the race is tightening. And then in another one, the the uh, they had uh, I think Fetterman up six, and they were talking about how this tight race. But you know, you could look at Iowa. Polls show it within two points. Nobody's talking about Iowa being you know a, a harbinger of anything. So even when the Democrats are ahead, they're losing. Yeah. That was the New York Times twice. Twice this week. And that is the narrative. And I'm not saying that Democrats are not going to lose. I'm saying people are writing a story when the evidence does not suggest that story. We have had uh, six special elections since the Dobbs decision was leaked. Democrats have outperformed uh, uh, Joe Biden's 2020 numbers by an average of six points. That's not polls, that is actual elections. We have record voter registration, including under 25s. We have polls that show that the race is tight, that it is at worst tied. At best, Democrats have a slight lead. And yet they cannot escape this narrative that, that, uh, that Democrats are losing. So one of the ways they, they excuse it is they, they're saying, well, Democrats are playing defense. So therefore, it means that they're worried. So just... Democrats need 217 seats to hold the House. Joe Biden won 222 of those House seats. Playing defense on all those seats gets us to victory. We do not have to play offense. And in fact, it makes smart. It, it, I mean, it seems pretty smart that you're going to focus on those seats that are, that are going to decide whether we win or lose. I mean, what does it matter if we win or, you know, couple of seats that we didn't have before if we lose the house so all in all it's just been absolutely abysmal and and the only polls that show this thing shifting in the republican direction are republican polls and when i say republican polls i'm not talking reputable republican polls there's one in the 538 average right now is a wisconsin poll that was posted a couple of days ago the pollster is two high school kids in virginia They've never polled before. There's no history. There's no cross tabs. There's no evidence that they actually made any phone calls. And yet, because it's a pollster, it gets thrown in and it shows, oh, look, now um, Ron Johnson is in the lead in Wisconsin. Wisconsin's a 50-50 state. It's going to be 50-50. Somebody's going to win it, and they're going to win it by about 3,000 votes. And so if you ask what's going on, it's freaking tight. It's tight in North Carolina. It's in the Senate. It's tight in Pennsylvania. It's tight, tight in Wisconsin. It's tight in Georgia. It's tight in Arizona. It's tight in Nevada. Whoever wins, if not, may, you know, we may tally the, the margin of victory in all those, all those states and, you know, be about 10 to 20,000 votes total. I mean, this whole election hinges on these 50-50 seats. So when I say call people, tell them to vote. That might literally make the difference between winning and losing some of these incredibly tight races. So that's where we are. There's no wave. There's no sign of a wave. I'm not saying a wave won't materialize. I'm saying there's no evidence right now 
of one and plenty of evidence that argues to the contrary. So it's frustrating watching this media narrative. Oh, we're going to lose. We're going to lose. You know, Democrats are headed for this or that. And um, and when you look at the fundraising, you look at the polling, you look at actual special election results. Um, there's not much uh, voter registration, vote early voter turnout. All of those, all of those things point to a very competitive race, not a winning race. This is why everybody has to give it their all in these last few days before Tuesday and on Tuesday. Nothing's guaranteed, but there's no there's no blowout loss in any of the markers that would that would indicate that one was happening. What is up with the national media? Why are they doing that? Oh my God, I don't. That's a good freaking question. Um, it, I thought, it, that was supposed to be liberal media. It, we know it isn't, but what I mean, what does that really get them that much, that many consumers to watch by? Well, I guess they have to try to make it look like a close race, but it's close without it's it's close. Oh, yeah, right. You don't have to make up a fake narrative to to make something out of nothing. I don't know. Maybe they think a divided Congress will make for better ratings. I mean, news media consumption, including at Daily Coast, is down, and if Republicans take over, our numbers at Daily Coast will ironically go up. It will be good for business for Republicans to win. But hell with that. Like, no freaking way. Like, I, we don't, we don't, I don't want, I don't want that. That's almost, you know, that's, I mean, Donald Trump was great for business, right? So right, right. media consumption, media viewership, readership is down about 30% across the board. That's everybody. Donald Trump was good for business. So I'm not I'm not saying that that these writers are, you know, are are shaping things to help their corporate overlords. I I I actually actually don't believe that. But I think there's a desire for sort of this like drama. This this drama and and, and again, it already exists. I mean, the race is freaking tight. Nobody's arguing that Georgia that that Raphael Warnock is running away with it in Georgia. It is tight. So why create this fic fictional narrative? And I think a lot of it is there's history. So if you look at, at history, the history says the party out of power gains in the midterm, right? So maybe it's a set, you know, back in the day, they, they said nobody ever got fired for buying IBM. I mean, this might be nobody ever got fired. Like if you go out on a limb and, you know, if you say, yeah, this thing's competitive, and then it turns out into a route, a Republican route, then they look, they look foolish. But... If they, if they, um, but if, uh, you know, Democrats outperform, then they could have all these stories about what a surprise, what was the, what happened, what are the factors? And then they don't feel like they look foolish. But again, the evidence, all the markers and, and Mark, <laughs> you, I don't have a history of sugarcoating this stuff, right? I, back in 2010, we saw. We saw that Democrats were going to get blown out of the water. And we talked about it for about a year right. on the show, right? So this right. is not me full of hopium or sugarcoating things or any of that stuff. I mean, this is this the evidence just isn't there. And in fact, there's a lot of evidence to the contrary. And Mark, if it wasn't for the fact that it was a midterm election, I would actually be saying like, yeah, we're going to win this thing. So even I'm I mean, I'm I'm cognizant of history. I'm cognizant of the dynamics. I'm cognizant that Joe Biden isn't particularly popular and that gas prices are high and that inflation is taking a bite out of people's real income. So I, I understand those things are there and that they are, they are headwinds for sure. Yeah. But yeah. then I could point to Dobbs. I can point to early turnout, which shows that Democrats are dramatically overperforming their 2018 and, and matching 2020 numbers in most states. 
I can point to voter registration. I can see activism with younger voters. I can see the special election results. I can see the polling. And I can say, okay, there's a lot of factors that suggest that this thing isn't a, it's not a wave election at best. And there is an actual, a real chance. There's a real path towards Democrats, not just holding the House, but gaining the two seats that they need in the Senate in order to have a real Senate majority. But it's going to be tight. I'm telling you, it's going to be thousands of votes total in the Senate. In the House, it might be hundreds. So everybody needs to be, this is an all hands on deck moment. Everybody needs to take action in order to, uh, to maximize uh, chances to victory. And if there's nothing happening in your backyard, I keep saying, like if you live in Chicago, Northern Illinois, get your butt up to Wisconsin, right? If you live in Delaware, not much happened in there. Go out to Philadelphia. Same with, with New York and New Jersey, right? There's, there are races that are going to decide who controls the House and the Senate. And some of them are in your backyard. Some of them are just across state lines or across congressional boundary lines. Everybody is near a competitive race. And so, and if you're not, which everybody is, but let's say, no, you're not going to cross lines. You can make phone calls. You can, there's things you can do from home as well to help out Democrats. So, so everybody has to take action because this thing is going to be close. As you mentioned, 2010, we did do that. We were very clear about it, but that also gives me PTSD because that wasn't the only thing. We had a White House press secretary in Robert Gibbs who announced they were going to lose. And said, you know, it was almost like they just gave yeah. up. But we're going to lose. We always lose. We're going to lose. I remember we, you know, we we almost stroked out on air about that. That was part of what we talked about. So, yep. yeah, that that was that was so, yeah, that that did happen. Uh, how fearful should we be that this media narrative is going to suppress our side's vote and, and discourage our side's vote? Yeah, I mean. I hope not. And the people that are paying attention to that meet, not, you know, it's not even true because I, I, I've heard people say, people who um, follow politics peripherally saying, you know, oh, I heard the Democrats are going to get killed, right? And it's like, oh my God, where did you hear that? I heard it on CNN. And, and so, yeah, I think it has a real fact potential to to suppress. I, I hope not. I hope people are, are uh, you know, voting come hell or high water that, that they're going to there, but yeah, there's a real, that's absolutely a real chance. Just like the New York times suppressed or, you know, helped Donald Trump win by obsessing about her emails and the Comey investigation three days before the election, four days before the election. Um, the stuff matters. Yeah. Yeah. Every day we rise challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. So, folks, this is why we uh, invite you to get involved. Don't give up. Um, don't be discouraged. It is not over yet. This is critical. And, and so much uh, hangs in the balance. You said the two pickups potentially in the Senate. So what are we thinking? Those pickups will be, pre give us a prediction. Where will those two pickups? I mean, I, I can't, I'm, we're going to, we're, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful we're going to win Pennsylvania. The numbers look pretty good. It's, it's tightened. 
but it's tightened because people who, you know, Republicans who hated Oz um, are coming home. And we knew they were gonna they were gonna come home. So it's it's Pennsylvania. It's it's it's, it's a battleground state. But it looks like like um, Fetterman is holding that narrow lead. The debate didn't affect them. So that was nobody's shown any shift in numbers since the debate because nobody pays attention to debates anyway, right? I mean, like we should know by now, uh, unless it's a presidential. And even then, it really doesn't matter. Um, and uh, the 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 Second seat. I mean, we got to hold Nevada. Nevada looks scary. Nevada looks scary. So we got to hold Nevada. And uh, Arizona looking a little better, but we got to hold Arizona. Georgia's looking not horrible. I'm I'm hopeful we're going to hold those. So that I'm going to predict that we hold all our incumbents. But some of these are going to be very, very, very close. And so then we need to pick up, uh, you know, that Pennsylvania Fetterman's our best chance to pick up a seat. And then the Wisconsin and the North Carolina races are essentially tied right now. And so um, one of the two, I think Wisconsin looks a little better, but Wisconsin was, is Wisconsin, right? I mean, we've seen that the last two presidential cycles where, you know, 10,000 votes separates winner and a loser, and it's going to be like that. It's going to be tight. So that's why I'm saying anybody in Illinois, you know, get your butt up to to Wisconsin, get your butt up to to uh, Milwaukee, and uh, help get out the vote. And um, then there's the the reach states. You have Iowa, which which everybody's sleeping on, but Ann Seltzer, who is the best pollster in the business, she only pulls Iowa, so that helps. And Iowa's all white people, so that also helps, right? It's easy to poll when <laughs> everybody's a high turnout demographic and um she had the race um i believe it was 46 44 it was two or three point difference and so that's definitely within the realm of turnout and get out the vote so iowa's a big 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 deal we can we can sneak that one out because nobody nobody's expecting that one that's that's um that's uh grassley chuck grassley who's been in the he's been in the senate since around reconstruction so he's finally he's finally uh, has a serious challenge, and then Ohio, Ohio is, is still in play. And and uh, last I've seen, it's probably like a forty seven forty seven race. And the challenge is that Ohio is an eight at point a plus eight Republican state. So a lot of the undecided is or you know yeah undecided or probably Republican leaning. And in a normal cycle, I would say like, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna swing to JD Vance. We're not gonna win it. It's not a normal normal cycle. We don't know what a lot of these suburban white women are gonna do. They're very swingy. Um, so we have it. We have a chance. But those are, I would say, those are reach states along with with Florida, Florida, Ohio, and Iowa are are reach states. And if we win those, we probably have swept the other states. We probably picked up, you know, North Carolina and Wisconsin, and then we're headed for like a really good night in the Senate. So the House, <laughs> man, uh, I'm hopeful. We just got to hold the Biden seats. That's all we got to do. We got to hold the Biden seats. Hold Biden seats. Um, voter suppression. Um, have you had an opportunity to think about or look at what impact that might have i mean we don't it's not that's another thing that's not covered as much anymore but we know it's still out there yeah um obviously it's a concern i mean obviously i i will say that on a first year of voter suppression usually it actually increases turnout 
with the targeted demographics, there's a sense of like, F you, you're going to try to keep me from voting. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to have to work harder, but I'm going to turn out and vote. Um, voter suppression becomes more, 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 um, more of a problem when it's been around for a few cycles and it just sort of be becomes baked into the system and people get tired of working extra to overcome the, um, the, uh, those new restrictions. So I haven't seen, like, if you look at the early votes right now in almost all states, Nevada was lagging, but there was a late update yesterday and, and Nevada's now on pace to have a good early vote turnout for Democrats. Early vote looks great. And a lot of those restrictions are have been on the early votes. So the fact that that they are strong and keeping up with 218, which we won, is for my we keep up with two, 208, you know, 2018 numbers, we're looking pretty good. And um so so far it's good. Now we can't put too much into the early vote because we don't know. Maybe we've exhausted the entire universe of Democratic voters, right? So like we don't know who's left that hasn't voted. But what the early vote does is it shows that there's excitement, there's energy, that Democrats are turning out. And this is very, very important. It means that our get out the vote operation on election day and even this weekend can focus on people who are iffy voters, right? In a, in a, in a, you know, Republicans basically, since they decided they're giving up on early vote altogether, they have to get all of their voters out in a single day. We only have to look at the 30, 40 percent that are left and get those people out. So so it makes it easier for us in our GOTV operations. So right now there's nationally, we have about a 10 million vote lead, you know, net lead in early vote registration across all the different states. Um, so it just shows you that that Democrats are far more likely likely to vote early. And it also means that that um, our GOTV operation has 10, you know, a net 10 million fewer voters to reach on election day to get them out and vote. Again, folks, dailycoach.com slash GOTV. Lastly, your thoughts, your reaction to the attack on uh, Nancy Pelosi's home and her husband. I mean, this is where sort of media narratives get really frustrating because uh, Hillary Clinton's emails where no crime had been committed were an obsession on the front page of the New York Times and other, other media outlets, dominating multiple stories every single day for months on end over some so freaking dumb. And um, here you have an assassination attempt against the person that is third in line against the uh, the uh, presidency. And it, it got, you know, tiny little headline in the bottom of a one for one day. And then it sort of disappeared. Like it's 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 no big deal. And I, I for the I just don't understand how how the New York Times, who's making these editorial decisions? Why do you think that Hillary's emails were like the most important story since who knows when? And then you have an actual assassination attempt against Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, and they just don't think it's a big deal. So there's going to be a reckoning. This, this is, if we win, there will be violence. These people have convinced themselves, just like in, in Brazil right now, where Bolsonaro's um, supporters are, are demanding that the military stage a coup to keep Bolsonaro in office. I mean, you're going to have more of this violence unless the media starts treating these people like domestic terrorists. And I don't understand why, why they're so afraid. I don't get it. But that's what they are. They are terrorists. And we have an epidemic of domestic terrorism. And I don't know what it's going to take for them to start realizing that this is serious and needs to be covered seriously. The way they covered Islamic terrorism during the, quote, war on terror. You're right. They never have covered this the same way. 
And that's yep. part of the problem. And it should be. That's the thing that's very, very dangerous about all of this. Folks, here's the bottom line. This is it. This is it. I don't know what you got going on this weekend. Dailycoast.com slash GOTV. Uh, we need to help ourselves. We will regret it if we don't, because the stakes are high. Look, there's going to be violence if they lose. There's going to be violence if they win, frankly, Marcos. It still won't be enough because this is what they're fomenting. So, um, uh, folks, let's let's try to get this done. Let's hold the Senate seats we have. Pick, get, get those pickups. Let's defend the House. Get a pickup or two if we can. This is important right here, right now. Please, man, please, sir. And, you know, I know many people here in my audience, I mean, there's no question many of you have voted and are voting. But can you spend a little time over the next few days helping to get the vote out? Uh, yeah, can you get five of your friends? Young, the youth vote. The youth vote will be determinative. Do you know, do you have friends that have that have 18-year-olds that, you know, maybe just registered to vote and are just, they're 18 years old. So their frontal lobe is not fully developed. Maybe they need that extra push yeah. to go out and vote. Like, find out who, who those people are. And if you know some people in, in those battleground states, even better. Even better, any state that has a secretary of state on the ballot, because they're all the Republicans running in those races are all election deniers and they're all going to try to steal the election in 2024. What we do this Tuesday will in large part determine how 2024 turns out. As terrifying as that is, it's the reality. Daily Coast Civics with a Q, Marcos Melitzis, The Brief Podcast. Thank you, man. Have a great week. So much. Next time we'll talk, we'll know where we stand, won't we? Real goodness. Oh, boy. Yeah, we will. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. As always, perform an act of kindness on behalf of an elder or young person. Write a letter to a sister brother who just so happens to find her or himself incarcerated. Offer libations to the ancestors upon whose sturdy shoulders we all now stand. And above all, give thanks to the God of your understanding by whatever name you call her and him. All God asks of us is that we give each other love. Thanks for giving MIP love. And please remember to subscribe and give us a five-star rating. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been made plain.